morning, glory, and hallelujah, everybody. It is the morning after with Nick and Big J. Look at us here on a Thursday, 28th day of May, 2020. My name is Nick. There's Big J right over there. Yeah. Big J, wrap your mind around this. Ooh. May's almost done. I know, man. It's crazy. Uh, we are about to be damn near halfway through this year, and it feels like... It's weird. It feels equal parts like it's breezing by and also like it's just been a huge sea of fog that we've been drifting through. And I don't know still what day it is, where time... I mean, like, it certainly doesn't feel like a Thursday, and... Yeah, no, it doesn't. What is it? What day does it feel like to you? Like a Tuesday, maybe. Oh, like, okay. I mean, you think it feels like a Friday? Yeah. What? Really? Again, yeah. I'm like, eh. Every day feels like a Friday. Yeah, maybe it's because uh, a good majority of the stuff I need to get done got done early. I don't know. Yeah, could be. Could very well be. Uh, could also be that you're just on a perpetual, uh, you know three-day weekend mode just like the rest of the world wants to be hell yeah hell yeah bro i did have crazy dream last night oh i'm ready hit us with it uh it involves jim Rowe. okay and he offered me a job to do what that's exactly it to do what that's the part that's a little uh you know confusing but i had to make the decision to leave the safe confines of boise idaho and go to the big old los angeles very nice and you made that call yeah but you didn't know what you were doing. Yeah, I, I'm not really sure. And he made a big deal about it. Me being there, I'm like, oh, am I a co-host? I don't know what's going on. <laughs> and that's really kind of the way it it went. And uh, I finally woke up, and I'm like, and that's weird. Did you wake up like at, you were in LA, or no? What you after the decision was made? No, no, I was. I uh, went there and did stuff. But you still but, don't know what you did. Yeah, no. No, me, I, the, the thing is, I don't know what my job was supposed to be. I see. Well, I kinda, like, what kind of stuff were you doing, though? Just hanging out in the office. Oh, kind of like how I got the job here. <laughs> so, I don't know. If somebody wants to analyze that, please. Uh, yeah, you're looking for a new gig. Here's your <laughs> analyzation. No, I don't think so. I don't. I, and then I remember uh, saying, you know what? I, I don't think this is for me. I'm going to go back home. <laughs> And you assume the job will be waiting for you with open arms after leaving. Yeah, it, of course. Turning your back. Yeah, on. sure. <laughs> of course. I don't think it got that detailed, but <laughs> no, of course not. Uh, well, let's see if dreams come true today during the course of the Great. show. We've got a nerd alert. We also have a chance for you to win some prizes, courtesy of uh, bad impressions and pop culture smackdown over the course of the show today. Lots of information. We'll get started with some important stuff, but first, the music. Let's do some Foo Fighters. It's ever long here on the morning after with Nick and Big J on the X Rocks. What's going on in the news today? On the morning after with Nick and Big J. Big J, you want to talk about which one's log jamming? The DMVs across the state of Idaho are backlogged like a mamma jam. Man. They had some restrictions in place because of COVID-19, uh, and so now data from the Idaho Transportation Department shows that approximately, oh, I don't know, 40,000 driver's license and ID cards and customers and 50,000 vehicle registrations statewide are on the backlog, according to the Department of Motor Vehicles. Add it all up, Big J, that's how much? A lot. 90,000 people are waiting for some sort of response from Man. the DMV at this point. Let's see, I got a birthday coming up. Yeah, you do. Is your license going to be expired in let's, let's, August? Let's look. 
Oh boy, I can't get it out of my wallet. The backlogs have county officials and the Idaho Transportation Department urging drivers to utilize their online services to help reduce cloud crowds and wait times. But can their website support the influx of people? The answer is, hmm. If you remember, just two years ago, a whole uh, shutdown happened at the DMV. Was it two years ago? Yeah. Because seemed like it was this year. It was uh, it was very difficult to renew or license a vehicle on their website. You still you gave up. You couldn't get it out of your wallet. No, I did. And the answer is? Yeah, I got to renew it this year. Oh, you better start planning ahead. I mean, you know, you have three. Well, months. I want to get a star card. <clears throat> oh so. yeah. Well, yeah. Everybody has to do that by October. That's another pain yeah. in the butt that has to be done. But it ain't gonna be easy, and there's gonna be some waits. That's what I'm trying to prepare you for. If you've got to deal with the DMV over the next couple months, because they are backed up for sure. Nevada Athletic Commission yesterday approved that two top-ranked boxing shows and two UFC events take place in Vegas over the next two weeks, marking the return of combat sports from the shutdown that began in the state in mid-March. UFC said it will hold a show without fans on Saturday at its UFC Apex Arena, followed by UFC 250 pay-per-view show at the same arena on June 6th, top rank is expected to hold two boxing shows also without fans at the MGM Grand on June 9th and 11th. I don't know what the status of the casinos are in Vegas right now. Do you? No. Like, are those open and they're just holding the boxing matches there? Or is it going to be completely empty and just the boxing matches? I I heard they're trying to open casinos this week. Okay. And I know they have the distancing stuff and all that kind of thing going on. I I saw a couple of, uh, it wasn't Vegas, but I saw a couple of places that were open as casinos and it looked weird. Like three people at a table playing poker. It can't be that fun. Big J, we have a director for the Tom Cruise in Space Adventure film. The movie is expected to be shot in space. We talked about this with uh, Elon Musk's SpaceX and NASA teaming up, although they did have to scrap the... uh, Scrubbed. Is the proper term, Nick. That's right. They, they, they bad weather had them postponed. I was watching. I was so excited, and then boom, uh, Saturday. Yeah, they'll try again. But here's the one thing I'll tell you right now: Florida weather's the worst. I mean, I, I, I try to. I was talking about this uh, years ago because uh, we, we were. It was the the, the one uh, launch that I did see. It was like the fifth or sixth time that they tried it. And anybody who's lived in Florida will tell you the weather there is is just it's like bipolar. I mean, it rains every single day. Every single day in South Florida, it rains at some point. Well, it's not just the rain in the local area. So they have to have it's a the atmosphere clearing. weather. No, they have to have a clearing along the whole East Coast because if there is a situation where uh, they have to uh, eject a capsule, um, it's going to come down in the Atlantic, and they need to be able to see where that thing lands. Yeah, the the I, the, the point is, it's just it's a crapshoot, and so uh, it sucks because I mean, what five and a half hours they streamed that with those guys just sitting there yesterday, <laughs> and then finally it was like, sorry guys. I enjoyed the coverage. The ninjas have to get you out of the uh, the actual uh, space shuttle. So, sorry. It's all over. Uh, Doug Lyman is the gentleman that is going to direct the Tom Cruise film. Doug and Tom have worked together on a couple of things. Edge of Tomorrow, which is a fantastic film. And yeah. American Made, which I have not seen. Did you see it say it was I bad? D- I did. It wasn't bad, but it wasn't good Okay, necessarily either. You will not seek it out again. No. Whereas Edge of Tomorrow, much like the movie, you will repeat. Yeah. Hopefully not die. No, no, no. That would not be good. So uh, that's going to happen, apparently. When it happens, I guess, is all up in the air. But there are people attached to the project now, which is good.
Nerd Alert on 100.3 The X rocks. Yeah, confirmed details on the PlayStation 5 remain very limited, but that might be set to change next week, Nick. Sony reportedly intends to host a digital event to showcase the next-gen PS5 console and some of its game sources close to the matter say the event will take place on June 3rd, but also that it could be subject to change. A report published by Bloomberg and corroborated by VentureBeat states that Sony won't reveal every aspect of the new console console in the first presentation of it with the company planning additional events throughout the coming months. It's unclear whether the price or release date would be revealed or exactly which games, if any, will be showcased. Still given the lack of information surrounding the system, any news will be welcome. And of course, you know, with all the gaming cons being canceled, uh, you know, it's really put a, um, a damper on that sort of thing. So them trying to do it by themselves is, you know, something that is going to be interesting. Well, in a regular world, were we supposed to know stuff already? Uh, uh, yeah, w- yes, they were planning on doing their own version of E3, and uh, I think that got squashed because of the pandemic. Mm-hmm. So, uh, also, Blizzard Con uh, just announced that it's being postponed as well. So, uh, there you go. June 3rd also happens to be the drop date for Battle Pass Season 4 for Call of Duty and Warzone. Expect a whole new cache of new weapons and maps, but to the delight of almost every COD player on Earth, a playable version of Captain Price. This is a big deal. I'm very excited. I can't wait. Uh, explain that to who that Captain is. Captain Price is a character that, that has been throughout the, the Call of Duty Modern Warfare series, and so he is going to be a playable character. You, you get skins and all the stuff that come with it, so that'll be very, very cool. Uh, much like... Now, correct me if I'm wrong, I, and forgive me because I've never played the game, but... I forgive you. Uh, does he have any special skills, or are you just allowed to play with him? Uh, yeah, it's he, not like you see him, right? It's a first-person shooter. Yeah, you, you know, you you see parts of them. It, it, it's it's it, 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 you can't explain it. You can't understand it because you're you don't get it. It's into just it's just a character you're connected to. You get a chance to play as is what it really. Yes, is. but he comes with uh, certain things. Uh, they have little quips, uh, little annotations that uh, they when they perform certain moves that they do. Sure. Um, it, but uh, yeah, it's an important thing for players. And, and I, I've even been watching some of the streams of like the pro players and the big streamers. They love that stuff, and uh, most fans do. So a lot of the different. Uh, Operators and that that have been playable are part of the battle pass uh, seasons that you can you know eventually uh, win or you can purchase those. And is in that what boxes. it is? You'll have to buy him or you'll have to unlock him. Uh, by probably doing... unlock him. Yeah. Gotcha. Exactly. And then uh, last but not least, HBO Max is officially uh, you know on and working. However, if you're trying to find that on your Roku or your Fire Stick, good luck. It's not there right now because uh, Warner Brothers and the folks at HBO Max haven't come to an agreement just yet on how to get that done. It's probably a money situation, but that's a big deal because there's a lot of TV sets. I I can't watch HBO Max unless I watch it on my phone or throw it on a Chromecast, but I have a Roku set up in our room. so. Yeah, me too. I'll say this. Uh, It seems like HBO really biffed this. Now, it's not, like, catastrophic, but, like, there's a lot of confusion in the marketplace as to whether or not, if you're already a subscriber, do you get HBO Max? And I think the answer is yes. Yes. But nobody really, there's no, like, you know, real true answer. And the fact that you can't roll it out to all platforms seems like a really big mistake. At least for the launch. I mean, it's something that can be remedied down the road, of course. But, like, you know, to go on 
live with this much confusion in the marketplace and this much limited access to it seems like like why don't you wait till you got all your yeah, bleep together exactly and here's the big deal too between the roku and the fire tv that accounts for more than 80 million tv households yeah. so that's a lot of people who would uh, potentially be subscribing if they don't already have hbo which if you're gonna subscribe to something subscribe to hbo max because you get it all more like hbo minimum right big J? <laughs> HBO nada. There's your nerd alert, courtesy of Big J. It's the morning after with Nick and Big J. On the morning after with Nick and Big J. This whole pandemic thing, Big J, may have changed some stuff in our minds forever. At least if you believe some apps. Hmm. Specifically, the hookup apps out there. Name them off, Big J. Rattle them off. Let's see, uh, Tinder, uh-huh. Grinder, uh-huh. Bumble. Yep, you got them. And Match. Fine. Uh, well, you no. only wanted the three big ones. Yeah, yeah, those are the the, the big large ones because the more, uh, uh, the uh, the uh, X is never mind. Oh, the X app. The X. You're running. The running joke that we have that the X app is a hookup app. Well, uh, for a long time, these things were, I mean, sure, you could probably count on, on one hand the amount of relationships that were built out of these things. But for the most part, Big J, they were made for bumping uglies. You understand? Yeah. And uh, ever since this whole thing has dropped down, users for Bumble and uh, for Tinder as well have said that they think the dating apps are now more important than ever when it comes to finding an actual meaningful relationship in jail. Mm. They no longer want the one-night hookup. They no longer want to just get together for some fun. They want something that means something to them. They want a relationship. Why is it, Big J? Well, the pandemic has equaled loneliness for a lot of these people, and uh, a lot of the opportunities for these things kind of went away, or you weren't supposed to be using them anyway. And so, uh, that while they may have had some digital intimacy over the course of the last couple of weeks and months, maybe they're missing the actual meaningful relationship side of things. And so, they're looking for a little bit more seriousness. They've decided to grow up when it comes to relationship status, or at least 43% of users, which is a pretty significant amount when you think about it out loud. Uh, and so, there's that. If there is a positive thing rolling out of it, People are lonely, and they want to be with somebody and not just, you know, hook up with somebody. Isn't that nice, Big J? Yeah. Doesn't that fill your heart with warmth? You betcha. This year's Basketball Hall of Fame enshrinement ceremony, which was supposed to involve the late Kobe Bryant, Kevin Garnett, and Tim Duncan, has been moved to the spring of 2021. I'll give you one guess, Big J, why they moved it. Uh, it's LeBron's birthday. No. Hall Chairman Jerry Colangelo told ESPN on Wednesday that the ceremony was supposed to take place in Massachusetts on August 29th, but uh, they're definitely canceling. It's going to have to be in the first quarter of next year, and they'll look at the options to see exactly when and where, because it might not even be in Springfield, Massachusetts anymore. So we'll see what ends up happening, but nothing's going to be happening this year for the Basketball Hall of Fame. Speaking of things that aren't happening, uh, KnotFest is one of the things that aren't happening, but Slipknot is relaunching KnotFest.com as a global multimedia hub for news, interviews, performances, merchandise, and more. Statement described the new site as a portal dedicated to covering the very best of art, music, culture, media, and fans for heavy music, Big J. Clown told us a while back that Slipknot has always been more than just a band to its fans, which of course they call what, Big J? 
Uh, maggots. I've always believed that, you know, we are not a band, we are a culture, and the reason why we are a culture is because, you know, there's a lot of things in this world people don't trust, but people trust us, our fans, our maggots, they trust us. To celebrate the launch and mark what would have been the kickoff of Notfest Roadshow, the site will host a streaming event this Friday. At right around 4 o'clock Boise time, the event will feature exclusive concert streams, including a 2019 Slipknot headline set from a metal show in Belgium. Also feature will be performances from Under Oath and Code Orange, both of which were supposed to be on the U.S. trek this year. The newly reimagined NotFest.com will be a fan-centered platform, offering content both emerging bands and biggest artists via features, web series, and playlists. Up first will be a brand new audio interview series called The Electric Theater, hosted by Clown. The weekly segment will feature casual conversations with musicians with Jamie Morgan from Code Orange, slated as the first guest, so it sounds like it's a podcast series. So it looks like uh, Slipknot opening up a whole new multimedia portal. Slipknot more than just a band, Big J. It's now your it's first place. way of life. That's right. So get ready. You may want to check out NotFest.com on the regular for some information and cool features. Nick and Big J on 100.3 The X Rocks. Big J Marriage. What a wonderful institution, right? Marriage. That's it. Oh, you're not going to answer the question. But uh, it is certainly uh, something that we will talk about as we take a trip to the United Kingdom. And the in-laws, Big J. It's a a trope in marriage uh, a whole lot. It's a, uh, a a topic of conversation on a bunch of different sitcoms. Oh, no, the in-laws are coming to visit. Wah, 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 wah. Wah, wah. You know? Yeah. What are you going to do? Uh, apparently, the answer is get a divorce, at least for one couple over in the U.K. As, Pretty extreme. Yeah, agreed. Uh, but this couple recently bought their dream home, their forever home, as they call it, Big J, right? Yeah. Upgrading to a posh neighborhood, living the life, having fun uh, in Mumsen, New King, New United Kingdom. And then they got terrible news, or at least the wife did anyway. Found out that the husband's parents, her in-laws, moved in directly next door. Also bought the house right next to them. And now she is worried that her judgmental in-laws will ruin the bliss of their forever home. Basically, uh, she told this story on a parenting forum site to voice her woes about her new neighborhood, or new neighbors, I should say, and that post has since gone viral. The mother of three got candid and asked commenters if it's irrational to get a divorce because of this. She says, quote, when when the house for sale came up next to us, my husband's parents showed interest and needed a bunch of reservations, so I thought, you know what, it'll never happen. Sure enough, they bought the house, and she describes her mother-in-law as, quote, very fussy. Anyway, builders are there. They're doing the reservations, but they still live in their current house. But once or twice a week, they drive down to have a look at what's been done. And she says that one of the many irrational things that has happened is she says at least three to four times a day already, and the parents aren't even in this house, stop by their house uninvited. Just swinging on by. The old poppin'. Like, hey, is it is it cup of tea time? How many times? For three to four times a day, and they don't even live in that house yet. She says, I know it's not a massive deal, but when I'm having, you know, when I'm doing stuff or, or having even a lazy day, whatever, I don't want to under- entertain unannounced people. And I'm having to do that already three to four times a day. It's driving me crazy. 
moving forward, she says she's dreading the eventual move-in next door and thinking about maybe they're going to pop by, what, six, seven times a day? Oh, man. And the husband's not home. Oh, man. The husband's not at work or out at work, so he's not home for a nine to ten hours a day, according to her post. So it's just her and the in-laws that she's like, I'm going crazy, and they're not even in this house yet. So she is losing her bleep, and she's thinking about actually ending her marriage because of all of it, Big J. Now, there's a lot of people that agree with her and a lot of people that are calling her selfish and rude because of it. And I guess it all kind of depends on how you feel about the situation. Boundaries, man. Everybody needs them. I can understand the frustration. But I also feel like, I mean, I know you don't want to be the person that says, hey, 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 hey. How about we we, uh, we schedule these advances and these meets, okay? Instead of just popping by. But the only way you fix this is with communication, right? Oh, yeah, for sure. And it doesn't sound like the husband's on her side or at least doesn't understand the severity of the situation. So it's going to have to be you that sits down with the in-laws and goes, Hey, listen, I got bleep I got to do. Guys, I'm just not going to I the married him, not you! <sighs> now, the husband thinks that once they're actually in the house and it's all fixed up, they won't be around very long. <laughs> <laughs> but he would say that. She's not buying it. So, listen, my in-laws live like a half a mile away. Uh-huh. And there are some poppets. Sure. It does happen. And sometimes, depending on the state of clothing I'm wearing, that's a concern. Fully nude, you mean? When you're walking around fully nude. <laughs> Not fully nude, but no. No, I guess I don't know. Then there's about a 45-second rush when we realize they're there to, to try to clean up a little bit. Hide it's the like drugs. A, yeah, it's like an inspection time. <laughs> Hide the drugs. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Hide the bomb. Get it out of there. <laughs> Either way. We were 17. Hopefully your marriage will survive. Morning after with Nick and Big J. There's your we're going to hell story. It is the x Add us some green day when I come around here on 100.3, the X rocks. I know it's weird to talk about this, but apparently he's still in about a month and a half or so. Christopher Dolan's expected to release a movie called Tenant. Are you excited at all for it? Uh, yeah, man. I have not still had a chance to watch the new trailer that just dropped, unfortunately. I just haven't had a chance to uh, to look it up, and or when I have had a chance, I forgot all about that it existed. It reveals a lot. Does it? No. no, it doesn't. He's famous for that kind of stuff, but that's okay. I, I don't want it to. I mean, you didn't know much about Inception going in either, you know what I mean? No. You just, I don't know much after either. <laughs> you, just, <laughs> you just kind of are along for the ride. And uh, so I saw a story that made me very, very interested in it, as Christopher Nolan has done some pretty big things in the world of cinema. Uh, He was the first person to really shoot an entire movie all in IMAX that was meant for theatrical release. Uh, He did a lot of innovation with the Inception stuff, and now he is uh, making a big return to practical effects. Have you read this story? No, I haven't. So uh, he, as part of the script, it doesn't really reveal anything, but at some point in the movie... A, uh, there's a fairly large plane crash, right? Right. And so he was like, okay, uh, let's CGI it up and all sorts of stuff. And then he started to crunch the numbers and he's like, nah, I don't know, man. I don't want to do that. So then he started thinking about miniatures. And he was like, you know what? I just don't like the way that looks either. And so what he decided to do, Big J, was uh, buy a Boeing 747 and actually crash it into a real airplane hangar for the movie. Wow. That's like taking practical effects wow. to the extreme. 
Uh, he says it was a very exciting thing to be a part of, and shooting the thrilling experience was probably one of the most difficult things he's ever done. Because, you know, you only got one shot at crashing an airplane into an airplane hangar. Uh, he said Poor he, pilot. <laughs> right. He said he changed his mind after he discovered some old planes while he was doing some location scouting in Victorville, California. He was like this plane graveyard, and he could get a killer deal on a couple of things. And so he's like, let's make it happen. I'll take one of these. I'll take one of these. Thanks, Warner Brothers. Running the numbers, he decided, you know what? It would actually be more cost efficient for me to buy a real plane of the real size and perform this sequence for real on camera. Now, there's no word yet on who or what piloted the plane into the hangar, but it really happened. Uh, we're guessing he probably used some sort of weird Mythbusters remote control kind of thing to make it happen. Uh, either way, you can see it for yourself in theaters on July 17th, 2020, when Tenet is set to Listen, still be released. That kind of stuff to me is super exciting, and that's a reason I'll go see a movie just because. Yeah, me too. I love, I, I am a much more of a fan of practical effects than I am of. Uh, of CGI. Well, I enjoy CGI and you can do some amazing things. As a matter of fact, I just, I, we watched Endgame last night again because it's so damn good. I mean, half that movie, more than half it, probably 75% CGI. But uh, I, th- there's a reason why I really enjoy Guardians of the Galaxy 2. While, of course, Groot and, and Rocket Raccoon are, are CGI, there's so much practical effects and cool things happening in that movie that are just makeup and reality and cool things that it makes you go okay cool nice. the the marvel folks have really mastered the ability to uh to intertwine the cgi and the practical stuff together it, which is why it looks so good and a lot of people haven't figured out how to do that it's very true and so uh, it gives you something that you can look forward to if you're headed to the theater in july to see that movie which i believe is the next new release on the calendar uh, but something cool. Real plane being crashed, practical effects style in the movie. Morning After with Nick and Big J. Lots more places around the Treasure Valley that are open as people try to get back to work. But there's still plenty of people, Big J, that are working from home. Yeah. And getting the job done from their own domiciles. And you know what that means? On top of working, you're also distracted trying to deal with other things, maybe home life that you wouldn't be dealing with when you were actually in the office. And that means that you are multitasking, maybe multitasking a lot more than you're used to, especially during the workday. You know what that leads to? An ass ton more of anxiety, my friend. Oh, no. There's plenty of that going around as it is, but you're multitasking and the fact that you're staying busy probably isn't helping things much. The University of Houston did some research into this, and they found that individuals who engaged in multitasking appeared significantly more anxious than those that did not. Interestingly, uh, also along with that anxiousness, tended to mix with a touch of fear in the multitasking group. Experts say that uh, the anxiety experienced by multitaskers is a result of the heavy mental load of constantly switching tasks. And the fear is likely our faces registering the dread of the next interruption. It's not like existential dread or fear. It's like, oh God, am I going to get this done or what am I have to do next kind of a fear. These hard emotions only arise when interruptions are constant, so that's kind of good. Luckily, the data also shows that, you know, working together and working from home can help give you unbroken blocks of time to focus on one thing or another, too. So it just kind of depends on your situation. Plenty of people that work from home that are able to compartmentalize, and there's other people that have to multitask and do a bunch of stuff. Just the busier that you are and the more things you have to juggle, the more difficult that becomes. And I don't think that's much of a secret, right? No. I mean, the more stuff you're doing, the more stuff you're juggling, the more stressful and anxious you tend to get. But sometimes working from home can add to that where one might think maybe it would make it a little bit easier. Or at least I think there's that 
there's that assumption that working from home is quote unquote easier than working into the, going into the office. Right. Not always the case. After a proposal from Major League Baseball on Tuesday for a delayed 82-game season for Major League Baseball, the players would have to take a bunch of salary cuts that we talked about yesterday. Players' union is expected to counter with a plan that would have the teams play more than 100 games in which players would be guaranteed full prorated salaries for the season. According to BD reports last night, players were pretty unhappy with the league's proposal, and Max Scherzer, one of the A players of the union subcommittee, tweeted yesterday that the significant pay cuts would not be accepted. So we'll see. Negotiations are ongoing, but you can't get much more far apart than, I mean, the games, I guess, is negotiable. Uh, 82 and 100 isn't that far apart, but 77% pay cut and a prorated salary are fairly significantly far apart from an economic standpoint. So we'll see what ends up happening here. They're still going back and forth. If you are a Potterhead, it might be time for you to subscribe to HBO Max for the first time ever on any streaming network. All eight Harry Potter flicks will be available for streaming. It is ready to go. The eight films were released between 2001 and 2011. They generated $7.7 billion at the box office for Warner Brothers. HBO Max right now has about 10,000 hours of film and TV programming up, including a couple originals and library titles. Uh, apparently, for the first three years, it will pour about $4 billion into content for HBO Max, which was uh, used to secure the streaming rights of shows like Friends and South Park and The Office and uh, Rick and Morty as well. So there was some money that they threw around to make this thing work. And now, for the first time ever, you can check out all eight Harry Potter films. Have you seen all eight? Did you complete the oh, series? Yeah. yeah. And uh, you enjoyed it, right? Yeah. No, I mean, it wasn't like it wasn't the worst thing, but I, I mean, I, I barely remember anything about the movie. Gotcha. Didn't change your life like it has no. some people. Uh, but it is available for you to watch if you would like to. Morning after with Nick and Big J. There's your important stuff for the eight o'clock hour. Your pop culture smackdown on the way. On the morning after with Nick and Big J. Yeah, we'll get you set up with a morning after gift package that includes a 25th anniversary X Rock sticker and an X face covering. Get you sending out to that uh, to you in the mail. Today is a special theme, Nick James Bond. Bond? James Bond? Bond. James Bond. All right, 208 287 It's Big J Strong Suit, not mine, so it should be pretty easy for you to uh, pick up this prize package today. You can do it. All right, Nick Rick can help. Hello, the X. Hello. Good morning to you, sir. What's your name? My name's Robbie. All right, Robbie. Good luck, man. Who was the first actor to play James Bond? Sean Connery. Right. That is correct. Nick, who was the second actor to play James Bond? You can do it. George Lazenby. There you go. Right. Yes. I wasn't sure if the Woody Allen thing came before that or not. Nobody counts that. Uh, Who currently plays James Bond? Oh, gosh. Um, He's made about six movies, so. Oh, Daniel Craig. There you go. Has it been six? been quite a few i don't i don't it's math so I, i'm not good at that nick what is the name of the global criminal and terrorist organization that bond is always trying to bring to justice mm. <laughs> crap i mean i know the guy who runs it which may be a question later on but now i'm trying to think as to what the name of the organization is it's a blanket on me i'll call it fist 
It is not fish. Wrong. Uh, what was the name of the last James Bond movie? Spectre. There you go. Right. Yeah. Son of a bitch. Congratulations, man. Uh, watch a James Bond movie. I have. I've watched them with you, as a matter of fact. Uh, congratulations, <laughs> man. You got that package. Hang on one second. We'll make sure that you're all set and good to go. You're right. Seven different actors have played uh, this Bond bad guy, including Telly Savalas and Donald Pleasance. Do you it's know been it? seven. Wow. Blowfield, right? Yep. Right. That one I remember, but I couldn't remember the organization. Uh, including the forthcoming No Time to Die movie, how many Bond films in total have been made? A lot. Yeah, I, I, I want to say, including the new one. Yeah, you said. I'm going to say 22. You're you're close. 21. 25. 25. That's right. Man. It's Bond 25. I should have known yeah. that was the hashtag. All right, there's your pop culture smackdown coming up in a few short minutes. We'll do some headlines. It's on the way next on the X Rocks. <laughs> Headlines brought to you by our very awesome TDS Fiber text line. You can text us anytime, 208-287-1003. TDS Fiber is your new choice for lightning-fast internet, television, and phone. Headlines are as follows, Big Jake. Nice find. Take your time and rise and shine. Take your time. And you thought it took your package forever to be delivered. A man in Toronto, Canada says the Canada Post recently delivered a package to him that he ordered online about eight years ago. Elliot Bernstein says he was initially confused when the package was delivered because he hadn't ordered anything from that particular website in years. He says inside there was an invoice from 2012 and a tube of cream that he had ordered. Oh. Cream. Gross. <laughs> Bernstein That's says... personal, man. At the time of his order, he had been living in Ottawa and the cream arrived there, but he asked well uh, to ship the product to his home in Toronto because he thought it might be easier. He said he never followed up to see if there was a tracking number because the cream was inexpensive. A Canada Post spokesperson said on Tuesday that they would investigate the delivery further and find out what happened. Why did it take eight years to get to this man? What was the cream? These are things we have to know. Do you think it was like cream for his coffee? Or like hand cream or face cream? Butt cream? What is butt cream? You know. No. It's, uh... You know... Those delicate times. I don't understand. When you have diaper rash? Is that what you mean? Yeah, yeah, exactly. For his kid. Hmm. Nice find and rise and shine. Rise and shine. 42% of Americans start feeling tired as early as noon, according to new research. Survey looked at the daily habits of about 20,000 people and found that 65% say they rarely wake up feeling rested and energized. This daytime tiredness negatively affects about 74% of Americans, too, and their productivity. Survey found that nearly half of respondents point the figure at not sleeping enough, closely followed by not sleeping deeply enough. And then when respondents don't get enough sleep, they're feeling out of focus and unmotivated. Nearly half of the respondents said half lack of sleep puts them in a bad mood, while 3 in 10 admit to getting upset and losing their patience because of it. A quarter of respondents even said lack of sleep continues to poor decision-making. When followed up, they also said, well, if you're not getting enough sleep, are you willing to go to bed earlier? 80% said no. <laughs> so, uh, once again, we love complaining, but hate doing things about right. it, man. I mean, uh, boy, are we. It really is a, a interesting fact. We love to bitch and moan, but the second somebody comes up with a solution, we just go, eh, I don't know, man. What do you mean go to bed at 9 o'clock to get a full eight hours? That ain't happening. Go to hell. When do you start to get tired, Big J? When does Big J start to check out? Um, uh, about eight forty-five in the morning. Yeah, yeah. I was so thinking three, six, three but... minutes ago. 
wrap it up with. That's when I'm really on my game. Nice find. Imagine that you're just hoping to catch your dinner when you stumble across a gigantic shipwreck. Oh, cool. Mexico's National Institute of Anthropology and History says a fisherman named Manuel Polanco discovered the wreckage of what was thought to be an 18th or 19th century English sailboat right around the Caribbean coast near the Blanco Churcherio uh, Reef, which is near the coast of Mexico. The institute says the area known as Dreamcatcher or Sleep Depriver, due to the large number of shipwrecks in the area, the shipwreck most recently found by Polanco is the 70th found in that particular area. Wow. Researchers say they will study the wreck further once COVID-19 pandemic subsudes, but uh, maybe there's a treasure in there, Big J, and do you get yeah. it if you find it? Or is uh, it finders I, keepers? No, there, there's uh, there's some rules to that. Uh, now, I don't they're, they're specific to different uh, regions and countries. What oh. if the Cord de is down there? You do get a big chunk of it if you find it. All right. The what? The Cord de la Mer. I'm, the heart of the ocean. Oh. It's from the Titanic movie. Oh, Remember? yeah. Morning After right. with Nick and Big J. There's your headlines. You're up to date on everything. Godsmack Unforgettable here on the Morning After with Nick and Big J at 100.3 The X Rocks. Happy what day, Big J? National Hamburger Day. <laughs> So the, <laughs> the Daily Meal, uh, which is an online magazine, uh, they did a, um, a poll, Nick. And according to that poll, 40% of American adults like their burgers well done. 40%? Yeah. It's a big number, man. It <sighs> is a big number. That is a big number. It is. You like a hockey puck. Uh, I know somebody that likes their burgers only well done. I, I don't know. I mean, listen, I'm a medium well guy. I'm not much. I, I can handle medium. Medium's fine if it's it. But I, if I'm asked, it's medium well. Uh, but I can't do all the way burnt all the way through. It doesn't taste yeah, good. No, no. Dry and not good. Uh, and uh, let's see here. 17%, only 17% preferring the medium, Nick. Only 2% want their burgers rare. So women are much more likely to prefer them well done. Be, be uh, opposed to men. That makes sense to me. How about you? Do you go rare? Uh, medium, medium, medium to medium rare. Medium rare. Yeah. Okay. Depends on where I'm getting it. I mean, obviously, you don't have a choice. You're going fast food, but um, if you're ordering something, I'll probably go, you know, medium rare. But if it's like some guy in the back of a dumpster grilling them up, it's rare all the yeah. way, right? Yeah, yeah. The the raw or the better. More chance of getting some. Uh, here are the most popular toppings. Shouldn't be a big shock. Seventy four percent choose cheese. Of course. I, I, I can't remember the last time I had a plain hamburger. I don't trust Gross. the other 26%, to be perfectly honest. Well, you're from Wisconsin. I know. So. I'm just saying. Like, how do you get a regular burger with no cheese on it? I don't know. Yeah. Ketchup uh, comes in second at 65%. You got pickles there, 54%. Mustard, 52%. Uh, lettuce, tomatoes, and onions, 50%. Mayo, 43 Mushrooms, 23%. And bacon, 20%. That's it? Yeah. Talk me through it. Let's pretend Fuddruckers, a wonderful restaurant, still exists here in, in the Treasure Valley. It used to be our place that we would go for meetings. Uh, what Build the Big J Burger. What's on it? Let's go. You yeah. Got all the toppings uh, at your disposal. Bacon, okay. uh, cheddar. Let's go with cheddar. And then, you know, I've got uh, mayo on there and, and uh, mustard, onions, ketchup. And then I'm going to go with a dollop of the uh, nacho cheese. On the actual burger. Yeah. All right. Maybe there's, some guacamole, too. There's the Big J Burger, ladies and gentlemen. I, but you know what? We've been to Vegas a couple times, never been to Bobby's Burgers. No. Uh, Is that, that Bobby, Bobby Flay? Flay? Yeah, no, yeah that would be pretty cool. So, um, Is that like a, a high-end Fuddruckers? Yeah. 
No, I doubt it. I don't know. He's uh, pretty popular with the hamburgers, though. That is true. That is true. So, I guess we just made your Tinder plans tonight, Big J. It is hamburger day, so you have to have a hamburger. You understand? Uh, yeah. All right. Morning After with Nick and Big J. Coming up in a few minutes, we got your bad impressions. As a matter of fact, it's next on the X-Rock. On 100.3, the X. Yeah, and we'll get you a morning after prize package. It includes a 25th anniversary X-Rock sticker and an X-Face covering if you can figure out bad impressions this morning. 208-287-1003. That's our phone number if you want to play a little game called Bad Impressions. Big J has got three clues. Now listen, each one of these clues points to somebody that's pretty famous. If you could figure out who that famous person is in those three clues or less, you've got a package coming to your house via the USPS that may make you a happy person. We'll see. The phones we go. Good morning, the X. Hello. Hey, what's up, man? What's your name? Jimmy. All right, Jimmy. Good luck. Uh, there we go. All right. Uh, I only date models, but only victory, Victoria's Secret models. Uh, what's your next one? Looks like I get to maybe break out another accent like I did in The Departed. Huh. Hmm. I don't know. Next one. I've been nominated five times for an Oscar and won once for getting mauled by a bear in The Revenant. Oh, is it that baby face guy? Uh, <laughs> that baby face guy. What's his name? Give me a hint. Uh, you got no, three of them. Yeah, uh, you, you had three of them. Oh, what's that baby face guy? Is that the guy from Titanic? Yeah, Titanic baby face. Yeah, the Kiwi's guy. <laughs> Yeah, what's his name? We need, you need his name, however, in order for this to go to the next step. Billy the Dingo. Billy the Dingo. No, is that mm-hmm. not Dingo at your baby? That's not correct. Sorry, sir. But thank you for trying. Hello, the X. I went pretty far just to get that joke uh, uh, baby face would be Leo. Leo. Leo DiCaprio. DiCaprio. Leonardo DiCaprio. That is right, sir. Thank you very much. Hang on one second. We'll get you that package. And make sure you're all set and good to go. Why is Leonardo DiCaprio in the news? He's being reunited with Martin Scorsese, Nick. It feels and so good. Apple TV is uh, going to have this movie. It's called The Killers of the Flower Moon, the follow-up to The Irishman from Martin Scorsese. Uh, and it should feature both Leonardo DiCaprio and Robert De Niro. Uh, the uh, the synopsis of the movie is uh, the book is a mystery about a series of murders of wealthy Osage Native Americans in Oklahoma in early 20s after oil deposits were discovered beneath their land. The ensuing investigation established the FBI and was a pivotal moment in the evolution of the America from its frontier era. All right. So it's a period piece. Is it a series or a movie? It's a movie, okay, cool. and it will be eight hours long. <laughs> so almost twice as long as The Irishman. Yeah, uh, it will be. Uh, it will make a uh, feature release into the theaters, and uh, it's uh, it's going to cost a lot of money to get made. Well, it better. I mean, if it's going to be an Apple TV, I won't see it otherwise. So uh, that'll be the only way I'll be able to check it out. But you may not check it out no matter what. You still haven't watched The Irishman. You're right. So you may you love not... it. Uh, it's okay. It's not as good as uh, I wanted it to be. I was hoping you say you, you said you didn't see it, but uh, but no, no, no. I I watched it like the first week it came out. Morning after with Nick and Big J. There's your bad impressions. We'll wrap up the show here next on the X Rocks. Brand new stuff from the pretty reckless there, Death by Rock and Roll. 
That's our friend Taylor. We had her on the show earlier this week. You can check out the full interview on the podcast section of xrock.com. It's also there on the socials for the X in the morning after as well. Nice wrap-up to the Thursday show today. Thank you very much for hanging out with us. We talked about National Hamburger Day, of course, and what you crazy people like on your hamburgers. We had a chance to talk about a real airplane, Big J, being crashed in the movie Tenet, which is in theaters in July. Uh, we also had Big J talk about his weird dreams on the course of the show today as well. So it was a busy Thursday. Congratulations to all the people that won some prizes. Uh, reminder, you can always text us on the TDS Fiber text line. It's always open at 208-287-1003. TDS Fiber is your new choice for lightning fast internet, TV, and phone. And that leaves you with the floor, Big J. Yeah, it looks like uh, Henry Cavill might be coming back as Superman. That's a great thing. I like it very much. Yeah, but uh, probably not in Man of Steel 2. I don't is, like that as much. God, that movie's so good. Underrated. Uh, it, it is a very good movie. There's lots of people out there that hate that movie, but I, I Those do people not get are that wrong. hate. I don't get that hate. I don't get it. Uh, I think it's a fantastic film, and uh, what, he's popping up and they say Aquaman 2, the Black Adam movie. What was the other one I saw? Uh, yeah. Um, one other one in the DC Extended Universe that he'll be popping up in, maybe, if they can get it through. But uh, then again, if it happens, maybe Man of Steel 2 will get greenlit. Who knows? Maybe. It'd be nice. That's all we're trying to say around here. We're fans. We like Henry Cavill as Superman. That is for sure. Uh, morning After with Nick and Big J. That's going to do it for us. We will see you on Friday. Jason Drew's up next. Have a good one. It's the X-Rocks.